In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Today's the first Sunday in Lent, and like first Sundays in Lent, we get a temptation story. This temptation story is one that we have heard many, many times, and this temptation story is meant to be for us a guide as we enter this season of Lent. We know temptation is real, but it doesn't really feel good to talk about it, does it? Temptation is one of those things we'd like to kind of ignore. I think we'd like to think that we are all good and that temptation's the sort of thing that we can just work hard and resist. Like we have the capacity to just think about things hard or to feel hard or to try hard and then we're going to resist temptation and that is great, check, we've done it. And yet the truth of temptation is that it's bigger than our ability alone. We cannot resist temptation alone. And if we try to ignore it as if it's not powerful, then we will likely find ourselves overwhelmed by temptation. For example, today is the first Sunday in Lent. Lent began on Ash Wednesday. And my guess is that many of us thought about adopting a particular kind of discipline in Lent. We might take something on, we might give something up in order to remind ourselves of God's presence and gifts in our lives as we proceed through this holy season. Now, what, four or five days in? I'm gonna guess some of us have already lost in that battle because temptation is real. And even when we try and we mean well and we intend good, temptation can still grab us and pull us down. For some people, that's going to be a feeling that feels kind of disconcerting and disappointing, and we might give up on trying to resist temptation. But temptation is something that we can face when we face temptation with God. Now, in today's gospel story, we see Jesus wrestling with the devil. We often try to anthropomorphize evil, that kind of temptation in the world, and we see that in Matthew's gospel today. Now, some of you may know this, probably most of you don't. I love scary movies. <clears throat> I love them, and I watch all of them. And I think that perhaps my attraction to scary movies is this desire to anthropomorphize evil. I kind of like it when the scary movies deal with the psyche of evil and the way that people are motivated badly in the world. That kind of thing, I think, validates what I do. Like, evil is real in that way. I think for all of us, there is this fascination with evil because we know evil is real. We know evil impacts us in a profound way. And if we can kind of give evil a face, so to speak, then all of a sudden it's a little easier to deal with. It's a little easier to deal with the truth of temptation. In a similar sense, today's gospel lesson gives us the devil the embodiment of evil itself. Now this story is important. Jesus begins his ministry publicly by baptism and it is immediately taken out into the wilderness to be tempted before he starts to call disciples and really make a good impact. This temptation story is important for us to hold in tension with the baptism and his public ministry. It's easy, perhaps, for us to read this story of temptation and think, well, he is Jesus, after all. And so it's relatively predictable. Of course, he's going to resist temptation. Of course, Jesus is not going to struggle the way we struggle. 
But yet it's important for us to hold his humanity present in this story. It's important for us to know that Jesus' struggle with this temptation was very real. Yes, Jesus struggled and resisted evil. Jesus struggled and resisted the temptation. And in doing so, Jesus shows us what true resistance looks like. True freedom. And that brings us to our season, this Lenten season that is anchored deeply in the ideas of repentance and penitence. Now that's exciting, isn't it? I think none of us are terribly excited about repentance and penitence. It sounds oppressive. It sounds kind of dark. And yet, I think that for us, the idea of turning away from what it is that tempts us and turning toward God and then asking God's forgiveness for sometimes, oftentimes, giving in to temptation is exactly what Lent can give us. And this can be amazing. It can be amazing if we embrace the idea of repentance and penitence because we can take a big look at the world around us and acknowledge what we actually see. Our world can be dark. Our world can be messy. People can be so mean to each other. The kind of temptation that we experience in our lives is the kind of temptation that creates in us this sense of darkness. And yet we can face the darkness. We can name the darkness. We can understand it and we can seek forgiveness for the times when we fall into it. Lent is not about guilt. And so put that away. It's not about shame. Put that away. Instead, Lent is about acknowledging the path to freedom that God offers us in the person of Jesus, the path of freedom, because we can face temptation when Christ is with us. I thought of this idea of the darkness in the world a couple weekends ago when I was watching the Super Bowl and that ad came on, He Gets Us. Did you all see this? This ad campaign that shows people arguing and in conflict and being mean and being hateful. And it's all the images that we see in the news every single day, multiple times a day. And one after the other after the other flashed up on the screen until at the very end it says, Jesus loved the people we hate. And then it says, Jesus gets us. And there's something powerful in that kind of message. It's powerful to understand that Jesus's divinity does not cancel out his humanity, that Jesus understands what it's like to struggle and to feel tempted, and yet Jesus overcomes with love. You see, we know this commercial is right. We see it all the time, and we can come, and we can sit in the pews, and we can kind of ignore it, and we can try to hope it away, but hoping it away will not solve the problem. We know that we often align ourselves with different sides in the battle of politics or religion or justice. And too often, what can begin as a good intention can morph into something that is not defensible. It can morph into dehumanizing attacks on people who disagree with us. And it's not the way we were created to be. And I think it's not the way we actually want to be. Jesus offers us an alternative Jesus offers us a third way. Jesus' solution to the conflict and the problems and the messiness of his own time was to face them with love, and not cheap love, and not shallow love. 
It's the love that actually enters into the conflict with courage and with strength. His response to the ever-increasing volume of conflict in his own world was that love that confounds, that love that sacrifices, that love that is selfless. Jesus definitely stood up for what he believed in. He defended defenseless. He spoke out about injustice. He even flipped a few tables, if you might remember. But everything he did, he did by approaching with love, respect, dignity, inclusion. He loved the people that so many others hated. Lent is a chance for us to look around and to boldly accept the promise that Christ gives us, to boldly accept that there are big problems out there in the world and there is a third way to deal with them, and that is with love. We're tired, I know, and we're busy, yes, and we might feel powerless or even scared of what's going outside these walls, but we have the Spirit of God in us, we have the spirit of God's strength and courage and power in us. And we can face what is going on in the world and we can be part of the solution that we seek. Lent has only just begun. And we have the opportunity to use this season to really dig into what is happening out in the world for real and to work toward solutions to make the world a better place. So I encourage you, Pray each day. Pray for what is going on in the world and then use those prayers to act. Turn those prayers into actions. And this does not have to be life-changing, world-changing actions. The smallest actions are enough. When you're finished praying, act on the prayers of hope and faith and love to do just a little something in the world that changes you, and changes the people around you for the better. Love can be powerful, and love can change the messiness that we see every day. It's a good thing Jesus gets us, because then we can face the pain of the world with him. Amen.